The Charlotte Hornets offseason shenanigans, they continue, as you can see, Austin Rivers for some reason. We talk about Austin Rivers, then we talk about a potential player the Hornets could pursue in a trade. All today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. That does include YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see Doug Branson jamming to the beat. You can find his work on his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. How are you feeling, Doug? You okay? I'm getting there, my friend. I'm getting there. Uh, yeah, we're working through this allergy season, Middle Tennessee. Uh, not a friend to anyone with allergies. I'm finding that out the hard way, but I'm here. Uh, my voice is about a half an octave lower. We're not quite at the vocal eclipse where you and I uh, sound <laughs> similar, but we're pretty close. Yeah, we are pretty close, and so it's going to be hard to decipher who's talking at what point. Maybe a little bit. you got to pay attention. So listen to this podcast in particular. Um, let's <laughs> during, the, during the break or right before we were about to hop on, Doug, we were both discussing on what? What is September 21st? How we're both really ready for the season to start. It's, it's time. And so you made the point that you probably could go back in the last few seasons – and we'd feel the same at at around September, early September, mid-September, something like that, where we're always going to be ready for the season to start. It feels like we've gotten more f- foolish storylines this year, just silly. Some of it, like, you know, just kind of exhausting. The P.J. Washington, Kelly Oubre, those storylines more exhausting than they were silly, but needed to be updated on because we didn't know who they were going to play for. Yeah, I'm about ready for the season to start. And this Austin Rivers, Miles Bridges exchange is just another example of that. Well, explain explain to the people why, because I'm you know not, not everyone is uh, is as online as you and I are when it comes to the Charlotte Hornets. So please explain what you mean when why are we bringing up Austin Rivers for God's sake in a Hornets conversation? And, and God bless you for not being as online as we are. I wish I were you very much so. So Austin Rivers joined a Ringer podcast, and I don't know what brought these comments up. I only have them. <laughs> on a, the, you say a Ringer podcast. There's like a thousand of them. I love that we're just like, yeah, he was on one of those podcasts that the Ringer has. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, honestly, I don't know which one. I just know that he was on a Ringer podcast, and he was on with, I'm going to try to pronounce this name correctly, Pasha Hahahi, I apologize if I mispronounced that. I don't like doing that, but that's the best I can go. That is what Austin Rivers told the ringer about. Uh, he told something about the Charlotte Hornets, and I'm not sure what brought these comments up, but he did talk about the Charlotte Hornets and the troubled youth in the NBA. And he said, what's the standard that's being set in Charlotte? Their whole thing there. It's not LaMelo's fault. He just needs help. Surround LaMelo ball around bleeping people that can help him tap into his potential and not deplete it. He did say a couple of other things. He also had, there are still teams that do it right. I don't see this problem in OKC. That bleep don't fly there. So Austin Rivers saying that the team is not putting the right talent around LaMelo Ball, that they're not putting the right bleeping people around him. And instead, 
they're actively depleting the talent that LaMelo has with the kind of people they're putting around him. Now, just to give you a response here, Austin, uh, excuse me, Miles Bridges, he fired back at Austin Rivers. He said, y'all hoopers get on these podcasts and talk like y'all really like that. Speaking on other teams, like y'all know what's going on. And most of the people talking the most bleep don't play at all. We're going to see about how that this year on me. We're going to see about how all that this year on me. <laughs> no, try it now one more time. I need to hear that. You, the, that was the second attempt. Go ahead. One yeah. more time. Well, no, it's not even an attempt. I'm reading what he's saying. Oh, we, he, did, he said it twice. Well, no, he, he said it once. I just repeated the last line. I did get it right, though, just for clarity. I was reading it for the people. Okay, so that was the exchange, the first one, between Austin Rivers and Miles Bridges. Before we go any further, what are your thoughts on Austin Rivers' comments and then Miles Bridges' response on Snapchat? <laughs> my, my comment is I want the season to start. I'm, I don't want to be talking about this right now, but I will because Austin Rivers has forced me to talk about this. Uh, Austin Rivers talks a lot. Um, he is, this is not the... <laughs> this is not the first podcast that he's been on. He's like the youngest NBA old head that that we have. He often goes on and talks about like how why young players are doing it wrong. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure who crowned him. Uh, this you well, know, I think he's just a, a usual contributor to Ringer podcast. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's on there quite a bit. Yeah, it feels like he wants to be kind of the anti JJ Redick. He wants to be JJ Redick's level at some point in terms of you know uh, a media personality that, but that acts like an old head instead of JJ Redick, who tries to kind of connect with some of what's going on as the NBA gets younger and and gets more plugged into social media. Um, you know, <laughs> the problem here is that Austin Rivers has a point. Like I agree with him in, in terms of the leadership gap that has existed. In Charlotte, that I think is you don't have to be a part of the organization to look at what's happened over the past couple of years and go, what the hell's going on? The problem is it's Austin Rivers. And it's like it's sort of the thing from Big Lebowski, like, yeah, you're right, but you're a bleep hole. Right? <laughs> like, you know, so I, I don't love the messenger here, um, but there has been a leadership gap. There has been a lack of of, uh, you know, veterans on this team. And that's been a little bit by design. The Hornets have been waiting for some of their youth to be more available and to be better before they go out and get veterans that, that they feel like would cost a little bit more, but would allow them to compete. And the cost of that is, I think, that you have a little bit more of what's been going on in this organization, which is guys not exactly focused, young players not developing at the speed that I'm sure the player development staff, the coaching staff, and certainly fans have wanted to see those players uh, develop and off the court, they've had a lot of issues. Uh, it's it's not just Miles Bridges. It's Book Knight. It's all the stuff that we've been talking about with Kai Jones. Uh, the list goes on and on. And so Rivers has a point too on the Lamelo front, which is like he shouldn't have to be the team leader this early in his career. There should be some other voices going on, and that and that bill might not fit Lamelo, even though he's now going to be the highest paid player. That might not be his like forte. Like some guys are built for leadership and some guys aren't. Some guys just go out there and perform at a high level and they lead by example. So we don't even know if like LaMelo can be that voice in the locker room, but now he's kind of being forced to. And 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 it's it's a shame, honestly, that the that the organization has left him in this position. 
Yeah, and and you look at just the players that are here, right? I mean, even the lack of leadership. We talked about that. Kelly Oubre leaving, we think that actually hurts the leadership there with the Hornets or lack thereof, right? But even just the younger players and just the talent that is on this roster, you drafted Miles Bridges before LaMelo Ball and drafted P.J. Washington. Those are guys that I think help LaMelo. I think Miles and LaMelo on the floor are a fantastic duo. And you could tell that before he was suspended for the entire year. You could see that budding relationship and how strong it was, not only off the court, but on the court. Those guys are very good. P.J. Washington, you know my thoughts on him, how he can help LaMelo space, allow LaMelo to get downhill and kick out to a three-point shooter, also will take defensive responsibility. So then after LaMelo, you draft Kai Jones, you draft James Booknight, you're not signing big-time free agents. It, it just feels like, Doug, if you you could divide a line in moves pre-LaMelo and moves post-LaMelo, mm. and it feels like they were getting ready for or drafting a star a lot better than how they've handled it and how they've handled the roster after they drafted the star, right? So they... Even they even got Gordon Hayward. That was right after the draft. So I guess technically that's right after before we see LaMelo play a game that they sign Gordon Hayward. And, you know, he helps too, I think. Like I, I think he helps when he's on the floor, but he's never on the floor. And then since you drafted him, James Booknight, Kai Jones, um, you know, Mark Williams, I think will really help LaMelo, but this is going to be his second year. They sign guys like Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Smith Jr. to help with the leadership aspect, but they're not game breakers as far as talent goes. Yeah, it's it, it just feels like after they drafted LaMelo, Doug, there's not been a lot of key moves bringing in new talent to say, okay, now we're bringing in you know all sorts of resources to help our young star. Everything they did to help their young star happened before they actually got him. Well, it seems like they've just been reticent because they wanted to make sure that LaMelo was going to be a star, that that they weren't mm-hmm. going to go all in and have another situation that they found themselves, honestly, when they had Kimba Walker, which is like, we've got this star, but we know that if that guy's the best player on the team, that we've got a serious cap on what we can accomplish. I don't think that's the case with LaMelo Ball. It's just, I think, taking the organization too long to realize that. There is a universe in which the Hornets, after LaMelo Ball wins Rookie of the Year, that they go out and are more aggressive in that free agency period. They don't get blown out again in the play-in game. They get LaMelo Ball some play- and some actual series, playoff series experience, and this organization is in a lot better place. Maybe not financially. Maybe their books are a little bit more locked up because they have brought some veterans in that you've got to pay a little bit more money. But I think they, they would be ultimately um, in a better place. By the way, I don't love any of my allies on this. I don't love that Austin Rivers is my ally. I don't love Miles Bridges uh, getting into the fray because I'm just like, after well, everything that's happened, right, after everything that's happened, maybe, I, I mean, I, I just maybe, like, let's just play some basketball, right? Let's just, let's just, maybe just lay up just a little bit and just let, let's actions, let's let actions speak louder than words. And then, I don't know if you saw this, but Kyrie coming into the fray as well, essentially telling Miles Bridges to at Austin Rivers next time he has. So then now I don't love my right. ally again. Now I'm allied with Kyrie. <laughs> it's like I don't love anyone that's involved in this conversation including myself. I don't love myself at this point. I just want to watch basketball, please. 
self-loathing it is time september self-loathing yes that's what that's what the mantra is and, and just to read the response one more time from austin rivers back to miles we didn't oh get to god that oh, as we were god, setting it up no. yeah no no this this is okay uh, austin rivers responded to miles after miles responded to austin in a black background snapchat putting it out there for anybody to see austin said nah this can't be about me crying laughing face emoji I've gotten good minutes on every team I've played on with the exception of last year situation matters. And I stand by what I said about Mello straight up. He needs pieces around him with high character. Stop worrying about me and go be one again. Hush mouth emoji. Yeah, that's the best point Austin Rivers made this entire time. I'm not saying I completely disagree or completely agree with everything he said on the podcast, but that right there, totally agree with that. (laughs) He needs players with high character around him. Stop worrying about me and go be one again. Yeah, that's how I feel that's too. That's, that's the it. point that I Timberwolves Hornets, the by the way, December 2nd. Timberwolves Hornets. You'll there see these. Maybe they'll flex it into the national conversation. Just play 100%. Just basketball, please. All right, let's talk a little basketball then or try to. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. If the Hornets are tasked with bringing talented players around LaMelo, then maybe there's one guy on the trade block that they could go after, just like a lot of uh, other NBA teams are going to do, I expect. We'll do that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But this episode is brought to you by Jace Case. Jace Medical, excuse me. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. More LOCKEDON Hornets coming up next. All right, Doug, an interesting player hit the trade block yesterday, and it looks like Buddy Heald could be had for the right price. If you look at Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting out and other NBA, I think it was maybe even Sham Sharania, if I'm not mistaken. You look at Buddy Heald's situation in Indiana, and I'm trying to pull up the tweet here right now, but he's hit the trade block. He's at $19 million on an expiring contract. It looks like they tried to come to an extension or agreement on an extension, never worked out. So now Buddy Heald could be had for the right price. $19 million for one more year. Should the Charlotte Hornets be interested in an elite shooter, no arguing that, defensively has some issues, a 30-year-old player, but salary-wise, we'll be coming off of your books next season. The expiring contract itself might uh, might be valuable to you. Is Buddy Heald somebody the Hornets should pursue? I I would say that they should always get into any conversation around a good player that that could impact them in an area that they are deficient in, or at least are there's evidence that they're they're deficient in, which is three point shooting. They weren't a very good shooting team last season, and so if you're as an organization, if you're thinking like, hey, we actually need to add that, or are you thinking? 
well, we had a lot of injuries last season, and that's why the shooting numbers were down because we were putting Terry Rozier, a shooting guard that needs to play a little bit more off ball. We were putting him more on ball. That cratered his numbers. So actually our shooting's fine. Maybe we don't need that. I don't know how the organization views that particular deficiency. Uh, Buddy, Buddy Heald is going to get a lot. I think he's going to get a lot of suitors. It's going to artificially, I think, inflate his price because he's never been an all-star. You're not even talking about a guy who's played on an all-star team. He is an elite shooter, uh, but you know that, that hasn't um, equated uh, necessarily to some of the accolades that you would think because there is so much shooting in the NBA. It's not, you know, it's if he was an elite shooter in 19, you know, 98, then, you know, he's, he's probably a multi-time all-star, but he's an elite shooter in a world where uh, you can find that in other places um, somewhat cheaper for the Hornets. You know, if they were in a situation where they were kind of like a fringe playoff team, you know, a play in team, Maybe the talent indicates that they are, but there's no evidence of that being the case. There's a, there's a strong possibility. There's as strong a possibility that they could be a play-in team as they could be in the hunt for, you know, the first pick, second pick, third pick in next year's draft. And so, if you're talking about draft compensation, I would be really hesitant to give up anything in terms of next year's draft because they could be in line. They're one or two injuries away from being in line for another big pick. So I think it's going to be difficult for the Hornets to really get into this conversation for all of those reasons. Totally agree. I like Buddy Heald a lot as a basketball player. Remember, this is the guy that everyone thought was going to go to the Lakers, team up with LeBron. Everyone loved that move for the Lakers. And then five minutes later, Woj says, psych, it's actually going to be Russell Westbrook, an entirely different player. And everybody hated that move. Goes to the Pacers, continues to just shoot 40% from three on at least eight threes a game. Monster volume, monster efficiency. I saw Sam Vecini tweet out, you could argue he is the second best shooter in the NBA, of course, behind Steph Curry. But he might just hold that title as the number two guy. It's, it's really valuable. Uh, I, you great offensive player. Defensively, not going to be bringing much to the Charlotte Hornets team. The way to make it work would be is if Charlotte, if Indiana wanted to bolster up its front court a little more, you say, hey, you're going to get an expiring contract. You're going to get more money off of the books with Gordon Hayward. We'll take back Buddy Heald. We'll also take back Daniel Tice, something like that, Ooh, for enticing. a center rotation guy. Yeah, and Daniel Tice has been rumored to the Hornets God, metal, metal winning. You have that's to put right. that in there now. He's like metal winning Daniel Tice. That, that's right. But, but you know, it's going to be draft compensation that the Pacers want and totally understandable. And that's where I don't want to give up any draft compensation for the Hornets right now. Because think about this, right? Buddy Heald, it, it, the, the expiring contract is valuable, but also he's looking for a long-term extension. So one, I'm going to guess he doesn't want to come here if he's not going to get that extension. But also if the goal is to build something sustainable for the Charlotte Hornets, then maybe you trade for Buddy to have the inside track to sign him long-term. Maybe right. you do that. But defensively, he doesn't compliment LaMelo. Shooting-wise, he does. It would be, I mean, that would be fun, right? Offensively, yeah. backcourt, he would just be raining all over the place, and that would be a lot of fun. But if you can't guarantee a deal with Buddy, certainly at the right pl uh, price, and he's already 30 years old, then... I don't know if this is going to help you in the long term, more so than it being just a one-year rental. And then you have less cap space freed because you traded Gordon Hayward in this deal, and now you got to match it. You get the idea. Yeah, it's just 
for me, it gets a little tough and I'm with you, Doug, as much as I think it would be a lot of fun to have him on the squad. It's hard for me to figure out a deal that the Pacers and the Hornets would agree to. Yeah. Honestly, if they had a shooting guard that was totally dedicated to the defensive end of the floor and was like a big plus there, I would be more on board with giving up draft compensation, with constructing a team around Buddy Heald, uh, LaMelo Ball, because you don't know if you're going to have Miles Bridges long-term. He's going to go into unrestricted free agency next year. So if you you know, if you know, could get a guy like Buddy Heald and convince him to stay, you know that, that could play more to your advantage. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're talking about Melo, Rozier, Heald, yeah, defensively that's going to be a disaster. And it's about yeah. can the Hornets find players that will allow LaMelo Ball to to accentuate his positives, which are obviously on the offensive end of the floor. Like you'd love to see just for his overall growth and, and future all-NBA status and all the things that he wants to achieve, you'd love to see some improvements for LaMelo Ball on the defensive end of the floor. But you, but you don't want him to, to be focused on the defensive end of the floor at the expense of his offensive game. I think what I would rather see is the Hornets pursue players that can be better on the defensive end of the floor and allow LaMelo to focus less on that and more on the offensive end of the floor where he will be the engine of this team. He was last season uh, in his small availability that he had. That's why I think you know Mark Williams is going to unlock so much for this team next season because he does add an element defensively that this team has not had for many, many years. And I think that's going to do wonders for LaMelo Ball overall and for this team. So yeah, for, uh, you know, Buddy Heald, I'm not taking anything away from Buddy. I mean, again, I, I agree with you, elite offensive player. And I think honestly, in the right system with the right coach, you know, I, and, and Buddy Heald not having to guard the best player night in and night out on your team, you know, I don't think that he's like crazy defensive minus. You know, I think he could be one of these players that in the right system becomes like average defensive player and elite offensive player, which is like really good. Um, and, and Clifford, you know, would be a good coach to, I think, help that because Clifford knows how to coach team defense. So, you know, all, all that to say, love, buddy. I'm just not sure that this particular team makes sense for him right now. And there's going to be so much competition. There's going to be a playoff team, a fringe playoff team or a legit playoff team that's going to want buddy and will will be willing and more able. And it makes more sense to sacrifice all of that future draft compensation. Yeah, I, let me t- let me say this. If they figure out a way to pull this off and they don't get rid of monster draft compensation and, you know, it, it looks like it's 100 cent for 100 cent, something like that, then it would be a lot of fun. I would not be on here on this podcast just destroying this move, criticizing it up and down because, it, yeah, it, think about think about Buddy Heal. We talked about this with Brandon Miller. Think about Buddy Healed with some Kelly Oubre responsibilities. All those well, sh- yeah, catch and I mean, shoot opportunities, like just – Bang, bang, yeah. bang, 40%. Oh, you want monster explosion offensively? Okay, that, that would be fun with Buddy. More playmaking, not a lot. He's not breaking you down off the dribble, but more playmaking than Kelly, you know. So, well, yeah, it, it would be it would be fun, Doug, but it I, it's, would be. it's just tough to make it happen. There's no doubt about it. And, and so much of this stuff, I think, is about timing. Like, if you could fast forward yeah, to, a, you, to a world where Brandon Miller is now your shooting guard and he's experienced and he's bigger and he can be that defensive – I think he will be that defensive player that the Hornets have needed at that position. 
Then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, Buddy Hill makes perfect sense. Go out there and do it. And the Hornets would probably, three years from now, if that does happen, if he reaches his ceiling, the Hornets probably are in a better position to make the playoffs, and those draft picks aren't as valuable. If Now, if they pull this off, Walker, and it doesn't include next year's first rounder, th- then I'll come on this pod. I'll do a jig. I'll do a straight jig <laughs> yeah, on this right. podcast <laughs> because that's great because then you keep right. you know you you keep that opportunity if everything <laughs> goes wrong. <laughs> Again, timing. If this hadn't been after a season where literally everything went wrong and you got the second overall pick, then I think this is a different story, but now I'm just so scared that the Hornets are going to give up that pick and then they end up, you know, b- pulling a Brooklyn Celtics kind of thing where you're giving mm-hmm. a team you know, a top three pick all of a sudden because everything went wrong. Um, the, the way to make it happen, I, I know we. It's, I'm just kind of dreaming about it now. I, I would love it, but also understand uh, the Pacers don't really have a three, and they didn't have a four last year. Obi Toppin, Jarris Walker, now on the squad after drafting and trading for those guys. Matherin, two guy, uh, TJ McConnell in the backcourt. Bruce Brown, kind of a you know swingman, does a lot of different stuff. So they would, if, if they were looking to go after it, of course, Tyrese Halliburton, their best player, if they were really looking to go after it this year and they felt like, Hey, we just don't have a small forward and those guys are valuable and we need somebody there. We'll bring the kid on home. We'll bring Hometown the hero cooking. all the way back to Indianapolis to play for his hometown team. <laughs> we know that Indiana Gordon was very interested in going to the Pacers organization, but the Hornets yeah. offered more money. And so he decided to go to Charlotte after you had the Miles Turner trade rumors with Boston, but couldn't give Gordon as much money as Charlotte. And so the Hornets ended up with Gordon Hayward. You know, that mm, maybe I'm talking myself into a path. Oh, here. boy. Maybe oh I'm boy. being the crazy boy. All right. Enough of that. Enough of being crazy, Walker. Let's go to the last segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We'll give you a Kai Jones update. And a Bally's update. No! Favorite no! <laughs> Did that burn your face? Did that tease just burn your face? It should I can't. Have. I can't. I, I just want to play some basketball. Look at it. Look at it. The Bally's update and the Kai Jones update. We're going to try to get through it together, folks. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but they fit way better and they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of this stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Now, Doug, you got a pair of yep. bird dog sweatpants. Was it anti stink sweatpants is what Listen. they called it. Listen, I don't know about all that sciencey stuff, okay? You're you're saying a lot of words. All I know is I own two pair of bird dog shorts, and I I would say a majority of my week I'm in the bird dog shorts. Now, you do the math there. means I'm doubling up a couple of days, but it's fine because they don't stink. Uh, because they, whatever, that's those sciencey words that you use. I also have a pair of their jogger pants. It's getting a little colder outside. So those are perfect to walk the dog in. All I'm saying is it's good stuff. Just go buy it. Don't worry about the science. They work. It's good shorts. 
Okay, um, but if we want to please the client, maybe worry about the science a little bit. I'm just reading. That's the fine. That's fine. But you can say all the fancy words. They can say all the fancy words. I'm just telling you, it's good product. Go buy it. All right, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. And the water bottle looks pretty cool. I would advise it. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. One more segment to go. Locked on Horn. Was that the worst tease ever if the goal of the tease is to keep people around for the last segment? Kai Jones update and Bally's update. <laughs> it can't be good. Well, the third segment is always for the sickest of the sickos. If you are still watching this, if you're still listening to this right now, yeah. you are probably on the subtext. You're on every Hornets box score. You want basketball more than anyone that watches this program. I have a little sound here. I hope it works. Sometimes these sounders actually go. Sometimes they don't. But I think this sums up my feeling of the show, of the things that are going on right now uh, as we enter fall, but we don't have basketball yet. Here it is. Let's play some basketball! That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want I Fergie, Fergie, Fergie nailed it. Fergie, Fergie is a prophet. She was a prophet in that moment. She understands what this time means for NBA fans. Yeah, thank basketball. you to Prophet Fergie. Yeah, preach the good word. Uh, Kai Jones update, Doug. Uh, I You saw a couple more videos. I just saw the one, but there's multiple, I guess, to update people on. What's Kai Jones doing now? Uh, he's boxing now, apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> just don't... Just don't get hurt. That's all I'm saying. You can have activities outside of basketball. It happens. You know, I'm sure all guys do it and not all of them are posting it on social media, but I'm sure all guys have activities that get them into shape. That is not necessarily basketball. I'd love to see more video at this point of Kai Jones playing basketball. If he's boxing fine, but if you slip and you tear an ACL, you know, slip on some sweat on the, I don't know what the boxing ring. Uh, all of a sudden you're Kai Jones is a fringe player. He's not somebody that has like a lock on his rotation spots. It's crazy. And I guess he's dancing as well. So, well, okay. Yeah. So I think that's the thing we need to worry about him getting injured on because boxing seems like a pretty good conditioning program for basketball players. You're upright. It's not like you're doing a whole lot of lower body movement. Yes. I know you're moving your feet. I don't know the skills and the fundamentals of boxing, but it seems decently safe enough to the point where you're not going to get hurt as long as nobody is actively fighting you and you're just sparring. The dancing that Kai Jones showed out there on Twitter, he's doing a split, Doug. That seems like torn hamstring immediately. <laughs> well, it would be Why for me. Splitting? I would be for me. Now, Kai Jones is a, you know, the, the professional athletes are are built a little bit differently than than me, a soft body. If I tried to do a split, there would be a lot more than a hamstring Ooh. tearing. There would be sensitive areas uh, that would be tearing and um, it'd be not, Andy it would, Bernard it would, type it of injury. Be, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it wouldn't be great. Andy the bird dogs wouldn't save me in that case. <laughs> there's no, no, there's no anti-tearing fabric, anti-sensitive area injuring fabric. Bird <laughs> dogs. Once you get that, I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in on bird dogs as more than I already am in now. All right. So Kai Jones, the update. He's boxing. He's dancing. My plea to Kai Jones is to stop doing splits while you're dancing. And stop posting. Please. And stop posting. Um, and stop splits. posting. Yes, actually, you know, keep doing the splits if you want to. Just don't show me, and then I'll never know. You know what, Mama don't know won't hurt her. Let's go to the Bally's update, Doug. What kind of update do you have for everybody's favorite app to watch their favorite team on? Yeah, so we did. Yeah, that's very you're saying that very sarcastically. And I recognize <laughs> that uh, because it is a difficult app. It is an expensive app. And I don't know why it's so expensive to watch your favorite team these days. 
Uh, maybe it is because all of these teams are realizing now that people find it more enjoyable to watch from home than they do to get out there in the traffic and the noise and, you know, sometimes fighting and just difficult situations that come with watching a game in person. They've decided to watch from home more often, and now people are realizing that and raising the cost. But Bally's is in trouble for those to catch everyone up. Bally's is in trouble. They filed bankruptcy. Uh, they have not paid uh, several of uh, their MLB uh, teams that they're required to pay. And so the MLB has been a little bit more aggressive than the NBA and said, all right, if you're not going to pay, then we'll just figure out a way to broadcast these games for these particular teams. Uh, so we've got an update here on the bankruptcy and what that means for the, the NBA teams involved in this conversation. So here it is from an article from the Sports Business Journal after filing for bankruptcy earlier this year and now dealing with a September 30th court deadline to create a reorganization plan, Diamond has left its 15 NBA teams, all of whom have current deals with the RSN, the Regional Sports Network, in limbo heading into the NBA season. But the latest development with the Pelicans, which is that the Pelicans did receive their fee payment, so they did pay the Pelicans, so the Pelicans will be broadcast on Bally's. That's considered promising to NBA executives. Of the 15 teams with Bally's contracts, Pelicans, Pistons, Magic, a lot of teams that include the Hornets, most are not scheduled to receive payments until October 1st or November 1st. So the question is, will all of those teams get paid? The Pelicans got paid. Will the Hornets get paid? Or will the NBA have to figure out a way to stream these games on the NBA app? And then will the teams be forced very quickly to find another broadcast partner, maybe an over-the-air partner, a local partner, to get these games on linear TV. It's a very messy situation mm -hmm. that I think, honestly, like I'm not a Bally's fan or regional sports network fan. I think they've been terrible for the NBA. I think they've been terrible for the fan experience. But, you know, I think short-term, it would be good for them to come through and make these payments so that there is a easy way for fans to watch it, at least on linear TV in the short term, because long term, these things are dead, Walker. They're, they're going away. The, the, the NBA is preparing for that. But at least in the short term, I hope I hope they get paid. Well, we and it didn't seem that that was one of the more problematic answers from Plotkin and Schnall when they were talking about Bally's and there wasn't another plan, really. It was to go ahead and roll with Bally's as long as they were going to pay up. But also, it just seemed like there wasn't another option that they were going to roll with. And when you're unprepared and you just have to hope that Bally's is going to be that service for you, yeah, it is the better option for fans that want to watch the Charlotte Hornets, especially if they don't have anything else to go with. Well, I don't even think it's a situation where the Hornets are like unprepared or caught on the back foot. It's yeah. a situation where... Okay, Phoenix and L.A. Uh, Clippers have already moved their broadcast to some kind of either team-oriented or local over the... But those teams have owners that have deep pockets. So th These things either take a lot of time, or if you have a ton of money, you can shorten that time window, but it's going to cost more. The Hornets, I think, are in an ownership group situation where... 
they're probably not going to the, the pockets aren't that deep. They're not like yeah. billionaire deep. OK, so you have that situation. And well, then, that's why they're going 50 percent. That's why they're going 51 percent control every five years. They needed a couple of guys to be there. And yeah, it's it's not even with Michael Jordan not being Steve Ballmer. These guys needed to put together a couple of got, you know, more people, a part of the group to go purchase this thing. Right. And so if you're waiting on them to pay you, if you're waiting on Bally's to pay you, then you're not going to go and negotiate a deal with some other like they're not going to get ahead of this. You have to wait and see is Bally's going to come together with the check and then you move forward. So all that to say, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the broadcast team looks like if the Bally's deal falls through. I don't know what tuning in to the Hornets on television means. It's all a big mess as the NBA prepares to sign another big uh, national television contract that will mean different things for mm-hmm. the salary cap. They've got this local broadcast situation that seems to be falling apart at the seams. But I'll say this. If it all means that the Hornets move to a local broadcasting model, I think that's going to be better for the team. I think, it's, I think it would be better for the NBA if more teams moved off of RSN, moved off of cable, and back. I used to watch the Hornets on Waxen 64. <laughs> now, maybe they're not going to go to Channel 64 <laughs> anymore, but uh, if they could yeah. get to uh, you know our partners at WCNC or if they can go to whatever, just a local broadcast network, make it easy for all fans to tune into your game. It's a novel concept. Have as many people watch your product as possible. That would be fantastic. Uh, the ACC went to the CW. Maybe we can bring back Wax in 64. That'd be great. Love, um, love Steve. Here's Steve Martin call a Glenn Rice 3 on 100%. Wax in 64. That's taking me back. Um, and if you can't watch your games and you want to listen, oh, WFNZ, Sports Radio, 92.7 sure. FM. Um, all right, thanks for making us your first listen today. Make your second listen, game-to-game NBA, especially during the season, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Can I cough now? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> 